Hi, and welcome to another edition of Jim on the Air. I'm Jim Sriani, your host. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show. I'm very excited to dedicate a huge chunk of the show for this week and next week uh, to the Reemerge Dance Festival, which is being presented by Center Stage Theater in Santa Barbara, California. And the Reemerge Dance Festival is a way to celebrate the fact that we are uh, reopening theaters, um, allowing, you know, because of the pandemic, a lot of theaters had to sh pretty much shut down for pretty much a year. Um, some theaters, like Center Stage Theater, were able to do uh, some kind of content, some kind of performance through Zoom or other online um, uh, applications. But um, finally, we're in a position where we can have live performances and live audience all in the same room at the same time in the theater. And so that's what um, is the uh, what's prompting the whole reemerge dance festival is to. Uh, celebrate the fact that we are returning to uh, performing arts here in Santa Barbara. And um, the Reemerge Dance Festival takes place June 17th through the 20th at Center Stage Theater. And for tickets, you can go to centerstagetheater.org. Again, that's centerstagetheater.org. Or you can call the box office at 9630408. That's area code 805-9630408 for tickets to the festival. And you can buy uh, tickets to individual performances or for the whole festival, you can do it um, however you want out there. Also, uh, you can click on the blog tab on the website and the blog tab gives you all sorts of information about the various studios and performers, dancers, choreographers, a lot of in-depth information about um, each piece. And uh, you can find that on the blog. Again, that's all on the website, centerstagetheater.org. And today my guest is Yamini Kaluri, and she is a dancer who will be, uh, she has a film actually that will be shown during the festival. And the festival is kind of a hybrid of both live and filmed uh, videos. Um, and her uh, film will be shown on Friday, June 18th. And that performance starts at 7 p.m. Friday, June 18th, 7 p.m. at Center Stage. And welcome to Jim on the Air, Yamini. It's great to have you with us today. Hello, Jim. Thank you. This is my pleasure to be here. Well, and my pleasure too. It's a, it's been fun for me to get to know all these uh, various studios and the dancers and choreographers. And uh, yeah, I'm not a dancer myself, so for me, it's been very educational and it's been great for me to learn all the different types of uh, styles of dance, genre, and traditions. And um, your tell us your style of dance. It's a, it's a type of Indian dance. Tell us uh, about it in a little bit more detail. Yeah, I do a South Indian classical dance style called Kuchipudi. So, so there are nine classical Indian dance styles and Kuchipudi is one of them. And it hails from the state Andhra Pradesh. And Kuchipudi is named after a village called Kuchipudi. And it was not very, uh, it's not, it was not a really heavy dance tradition it was more like a musical theater little bit dance in it kind of tradition and later this in order for it to be recognized into an as a classical dance style back in india it evolved into a dance style oh okay i see okay that's that's very interesting um and tell us a bit about your path as as an artist and as a dancer how did you uh, get into this style of dance what what's your beginning from it uh, 
so first my journey started with actually learning Carnatic music which is a South Indian classical music tradition and later when my mom came to know there was a, a great dance te- an eminent dance teacher based in the city I grew up in Hyderabad back in India uh, she was so excited to put me in that school in that dance school and I, I did a lot of things not just dance because I was a very mischievous child and my mom was like you gotta be busy and she just put me in a dance summer camp so that's how it started you know dance things down my brother also used to do with me and we would do so in the dance school because back in India we believe that as a dancer you need to be multifaceted you need to know music yoga painting literature because for you to be a complete dancer we, we, we think that you've got to be well-rounded to justify the position of being a dancer and I was there we would do all of these activities in the dance school right yoga painting music all of that along with dancing and my mom asked me after the summer camp do you want to keep going back to evening regular classes after the summer camp I was like yeah because I enjoy playing with friends it was not particularly for dance because classical dance requires a lot of discipline so I think the most attractive thing about that whole thing was just friends and perhaps performing in the future and things like that and I kept going kept going for for the fun of it and I watched my dance teacher perform in a production called Sri Krishna Parijatam which was about this arrogant princess who later realizes the only way to life is devotion and being selfless and losing ego and that touched my heart and I was like I want to be just like my teacher be play the role of the princess and be on stage and tell stories and wear beautiful costumes jewelry and get all the attention I can that was my thing and that really inspired me to just keep going keep going and later you know as I kept growing older my uh, interests my goals have evolved it didn't just stick to being that princess obviously the older I got the more profound my goals have uh, become yeah and uh, when I was 12 years old my dance teacher appointed me as a teacher back in the dance school and the, honestly speaking that dance school is one of the most prestigious dance schools for the style Kuchipudi. People from all over the world would come to train Russia, Botswana, South Africa, United States, Australia, different parts of the world and I would like work with these people teach them one-on-one and do personal training and those sorts of things and i was so honored to take that role at the age of 12 and i think it really boosted my confidence for me to become a full-time dancer today to be a teacher a choreographer and a performer and i also since i've interacted with people from different nationalities it really also encouraged me to move abroad with my expertise in indian classical dance wow that's amazing um and where are you from originally i i I was actually born in cincinnati ohio it's 
but I grew up uh, I grew up in uh, Hyderabad, India. It's in South India. Um, but I moved back to New York when I was 19 years old to okay. just pursue my dancing. So yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm an American citizen, but culturally I'm very Indian because I I was brought up back in India. Oh okay, and um and so now you're based in New York City, correct? Yeah. And how was it for you during this last year, year and a half or so with the shutdown and quarantine and being a dancer? I know for a lot of dancers, it was uh, rather difficult. Uh, what was it like for you during this shutdown? Were you able to be creative or was it uh, was it challenging? Tell us about that for, for you. So as I've said earlier that I've had students from all over the world for a long time now. So I've been teaching online even before the pandemic. Like I would teach over Skype before it, was, it, it before Zoom was even a thing. I would teach on Skype. So uh, once the pandemic has you know actually set in, um, the online teaching only increased. And in fact, my business started doing really well because I was really open to teaching more and more people from around the world and take up because there was no, I, I didn't have to commute anywhere. I didn't have to go to school. I didn't have to perform. So I could teach more and more. So the thing is in, in the pandemic, most of my work was teaching. And uh, there were a lot of virtual performances, but there was one live performance where I did last year, um, in a beautiful uh, chapel in uh, Boston. It was very limited to only 20 people or something, but I think that was very intimate and beautiful. And I collaborated with a string quartet. And that was right after my dance teacher actually passed away. Uh, I lost my dance teacher who taught me Indian classical dance back in India. last year it was very hard for me emotionally though my business was doing very well it was very hard for me to go through that tragedy and the performance was very emotional you know and yeah it was it was an interesting year i oh i bet (laughs) i think it was an interesting year for a lot of people and um a lot of uh challenges for everyone to try to figure out okay how do you pivot how do you um, uh, you know, explore different ways of doing your art without actually being out on a stage or something. Um, so tell us, uh, take us through uh, your style of dance. And I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to butcher the, what, what is it called again? The, your type of dance? Kuchipuri. One, one more time. Kuchipuri. Kuchipuri. And um, so what, what, what are the elements of that type of dance? What, what makes it unique from other types of Indian dance or what are the... Um, uh, things that folks should look for when they see your type of dance? Uh, there's a lot of mime, a lot of miming. Um, uh, we also sing and dance at the same time, like Broadway musicals and stuff, you see. And sometimes we pause and the dance becomes very subtle and we say there's some element as well. Um, lot of storytelling exaggerated mime again um, very brisk and fast footwork um, very intricate hand gestures 
I think the unique feature though about my dance style is we dance on a brass plate so each of our feet is like on the two ends of the brass plate right and we move rhythmically depending on the rhythmic phrases we move you know following the rhythmic phrases of the song we chose to dance and but brass plate also is not just about a feat you know to show hey we are dancing on the brass plate obviously there's a spiritual significance to dancing on the brass plate um so basically the metal brass is considered to hold like a higher frequency compared that's why we use it in our religious ceremonies like the bells and all of that they are made out of brass so we consider some of these metals have higher frequencies which which is easier for us to transcend ourselves to higher planes so all of these things act as a modes of transportation for us to tra- the, especially if things hold higher frequencies so brass already has a higher frequency number one number two as a sy- symbol the plate is considered as a visual representation to show that the dancer so usually these plate choreographies are like 25 minutes long or 45 minutes long but the plate section happens towards the last 10 minutes or something in the piece so it is to show that the finally the dancer has successfully transcended herself so being on earth so before doing things on plate she's at her feet are actually on earth right on the on the ground so being on the brass plate shows that she's already on a higher plane she's transcended herself to a higher plane with the help of the brass plate so oh, yeah. wow, i don't know if that actually makes sense but uh, that's very beautiful though i i love the the visual that that um creates um of the brass plates and um so tell us a little bit about your piece um what what is the title of it and and what is it about so my piece is called nada murali gana dilola there four words nada means vibration or sound right and this is all sanskrit right murali means flute gana means music right music Dilola means to be entranced or to be entertained or like when you feel when you listen to music the feelings you get when you listen to music right to be pleased to be entertained to be entranced all of these things right so Nada Murali Gana Dilola is about my take on this composition as a choreographer is the gopika one of krishna's 16000 girlfriends um she is entranced by his the sound of his flute not in a way that wow he's playing the flute but since krishna is of a divine consciousness right and gopika is of the human consciousness right the paramatma and jeevatma paramatma means the supreme consciousness 
Jivatma means the person, human consciousness. So it's not like one is superior, one is this. It's just the yin and yang, you know, the relationship between both are very important to to actually justify the spiritual theory or the concept. There is no supreme consciousness without the uh, human consciousness. There is no human consciousness without the supreme consciousness. So when we see, when we talk about things like this in the present world, there's like, oh, you're putting the woman down or you're putting the human consciousness down. There's not, I'm not entailing to that. It's just a yin and yang. So Gopika is enchanted and entranced by Krishna's music. And also in the Hindu philosophy, Hindu school of thought, uh, the love between Krishna and Gopika is not just sensual, right? It is spiritual also. It is more than the physical union of the people. It, it transcends beyond that, you know. it's I, I can't really explain in words. That's why I dance these concepts. Sure, <laughs> yeah choose to because they're very complicated to talk about and they can only be felt if you've actually explored these themes and myths and you know stories and right right you know yeah no i no i i totally get what you're what you're explaining and and you're explaining it perfectly i i I get what you're saying about um you know the spiritual and and the human side of things um um, I, by the way, I'm talking with Yamini Kaluri, and she will be a part of the Reemerge Dance Festival, and her piece will be shown. It's a film. It'll be shown on Friday, June 18th at 7 p.m. is that performance. And I think, uh, if I remember correctly from looking at the program, I think it's after the intermission. Uh, but you have to be there at 7 o'clock anyway. So, <laughs> But anyway, uh, Yamini's performance will be shown Friday, June 18th, 7 p.m. at Center Stage Theater. And for tickets, you want to go to centerstagetheater.org. Again, that's centerstagetheater.org, and theater spelled E-R. And, or if you want to do it the old-fashioned way, you can call the box office at 805-963-0408. That's 805-963-0408. So, Yamini, tell me, what is it that you are hoping the audience takes away from your performance when they leave the theater? Um, I think, for me, I want the audience to first, like, on a normal, general note, to understand that there are many other classical dance styles around the world. Because other than ballet, everybody thinks all other dance styles from the East or other countries are folk dance forms. They're not folk. We train as hard as ballet dancers. There's there's the same science and logic and hard work which is put into in, in these dance styles. There are folk dance styles in India, but the particular dance style I do and is not a folk style and i just want people to understand not just indian classical dance right there are many other classical dance styles classical not folk dance styles around the world and ballet is not the only classical dance style number one number two 
I also want the audience to feel the as 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 much as they can to feel the spiritual context of the piece where the Gopika is feeling surrender, devotion, and the lack of ego. Because in a world where where we are talking to, we, sorry, we are listening to speak, we are listening to respond, we are list instead of listening to listen, right? So in the world where it is all about expressing opinions, here I'm showing that Gopika where she's completely surrendering to the fact that hey, I am igno- ignorant. I only know so much. Please enlighten me, right? And kind of bringing the other spectrum, you know, of I'm here to only listen, not to talk. So that kind of mentality, which is situation. So, so I want people to take that away as well. Nice. And what, um, what was that last part that you just said that you wanted to take away? Uh, I said that I want people to take away about be a being here to just listen. And it's okay to just listen and not, you know, listen to speak. Where the go, it's the exact opposite of Gopika, right? Gopika is here to just listen surrender and accept she she accepts that she doesn't know so many things and she's willing to learn from the supreme consciousness she's there to be enlightened and i want the audience to feel that go because you know open mindedness and willing to willingness to listen and lack of ego you know right right i like i like that and those are such uh, great concepts to to embrace, you know, listening and then letting go of the ego. I think that's um, that's marvelous. And I'm hoping that uh, folks will uh, maybe check out this video uh, prior to going um, to the festival. And uh, you can go to centerstagetheater.org, centerstagetheater.org, and click on the blog tab to learn more about um, Yamini and all the other uh, performers and studios participating in this year's festival and um yamini i hope that you wouldn't mind if i um uh put you on the spot a little bit i always like to ask folks random questions you know you know that don't necessarily have anything to do with their career (laughs) Uh, but just to kind of get to know you on a different level is it okay if i put you on the spot for a a couple minutes (laughs) okay so um and i've been asking everybody the same random questions and it's it's been kind of fun for me to learn uh what people what their answers are because they're very they're varied actually there's a lot of variety in, in the different answers that folks give um so my first question is what is your favorite comfort food Rice and lentils. Rice and lentils. And then uh, any particular reason why those two? Rice and lentils? I grew up with it and whenever I'm hungry, that's the first thing I think of. Okay. I, yeah, rice for me is, is a good uh, comfort food too. Sometimes you, you, know, you don't want a big meal, but you want something that's warm and, you know, kind of, you know, like on a rainy day kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's very cool. And then, uh, let me see here. I'm going to pop up my questions here. I almost forgot what they are. Um, oh, and what is your most treasured possession? And your treasured possession could be 
It could be human material. It could be an object um, or a place. What is your most treasured possession? Wow. I know it's hard to pick just one. <laughs> I know, but I want to pick one. I like to be specific. Uh, I think my dance costumes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because uh, they are made out of my mom's vintage old silk saris and oh, and okay. I have like around 30 to 40 costumes and my costumes do not look like anybody else's costumes again because they're vintage. Yeah. So and I my dream is to make a museum out of the costumes while speaking the tradition of Kuchipudi, like a gallery kind of thing with my costumes talking about the fabrics and culture of you know traditions of my te- dance technique right right well that's that's very special and especially since they are made out of your mother's um uh, clothing and her fabrics that's that totally makes perfect sense and then it you know it ties into what you're doing your dance and your style of dance that's great um, so we just, we're almost out of time, but before we have to go, is there any um, 411 information you want to put out, any websites or social media information that you want to give to folks before we go? Yes. If you are all interested in exploring Indian classical dance or learn Indian classical dance, I have a school called Kritya. You can go to www.krityadance.com to find out more information about the classes and things I offer as a school. And to find out more information about me and things like that, you can go to my Instagram, Yamini Kalluri. It's just my full name. And yeah, you can find out what and do up to and maybe you can collaborate and do things together hit me up nice nice and um and and so your social media is just your name uh yamini kaluri and your name is spelled for those who don't know and or if someone's grabbing a pen right now it's y-a-m-i-n-i and then last name is k-a-l-l-u-r-i is that correct <laughs> Okay. Yes, very good. And you can find her on social media. And um, one more time, your uh, website? Kritya Dance, K-R-I-T-Y-A, which means gratitude in Sanskrit, dance, kritiadance.com. Kritiadance.com. Excellent. And um, and also, uh, if you'd like to see uh, Yamini's film on at the festival, at the Reemerged Dance Festival, you can go to centerstagetheater.org and get your tickets. Her film will be shown on Friday, June 18th at 7 p.m. That's Friday, June 18th, 7 p.m. And you can log on to centerstagetheater.org for tickets. You can also call the box office, 805-963-0408. And again, at centerstagetheater.org, you can click on the blog tab and learn more about Yamini and all the other performers who will be participating in this year's festival, all at centerstagetheater.org. And if you'd like to know what I'm up to, if you're curious about my stuff, you can check me out at Jim on the Air. That's Jim on the Air on both uh, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, the podcast, of course, is also called Jim on the Air. You can find it at Apple Podcast, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public, just to name a few. <laughs> and uh, Yamini, I just want to wish you... Uh, success in your career and good luck with everything and thanks for joining us today thank you for those great questions <laughs>
Yeah, you're welcome. And again, you can uh, learn more at centerstagetheater.org. And thank you all so much for either watching or listening. And we will catch you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.